time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the matter I want to see some of that weird days. This castle is in unacceptable conditions! Unacceptable! Mathematical! Did you see the podcast? Bacon pancake! It's time for the WizViz podcast with Alex and Eric, in which Alex and Eric, which is me, Eric, and... Me, podcast. Uh, yes, uh, discuss... Adventure Time. This episode, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 23, which is Rainy Day Daydream, and 24, What Have You Done? And I would like to now turn everything over to my co-host, Podcasts. How's it going today? I, I regret calling myself Podcasts because I realized that's the name of the little kid from the most recent Ghostbusters movie, the one Are with Paul Rudd kidding? in it. No. Well, he does a podcast, so his nickname is Podcast. That's horrible. It is. Um, he's actually somewhat of a delightful character in an otherwise kind of meh movie. Can you imagine how horrifying it would be if everybody that we knew who did a podcast had the nickname Podcast? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like it. I can, I mean, Could I get like OG Podcast? I could be OGP. OGP. Uh, I think that's a different nickname. Yeah, but it's still got podcast in it. It does still have podcast in it, but I'm just saying, like, it's just our entire social circle. Half of Portland would be nicknamed podcast in one way or another. Yeah, I and mean, then it'd be like, hey, podcast, podcast. Oh, shit, OGP. You know? Or there'd be, you know, all these people could be like failed podcasts, dead podcasts. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start it up again soon, podcast. <laughs> Only on hiatus podcast. <laughs> uh, Eric, how, how have you been? I've been good. I've been, uh, I have been traveling again. Um, you know, I'm back, uh, now for a little while and, uh, everything's been pretty good. I had a great Christmas. I got some loot. I, you know, Santa visited me. Good. In the night. Now you were in Arizona for Christmas? No, I was in Arizona for Thanksgiving. That was Thanksgiving. Yes. I just edited an episode where you were in Thanksgiving, where you were in Thanksgiving, where you were in Arizona for a holiday and I'm like... Were we already to Christmas? Yeah, yeah of course not. No, no, okay. <laughs> we didn't manage to record while I was gone for uh, Christmas, but uh, I was busy. I had a lot of stuff going I had on. Stuff, I actually, snow. for the first time in, I'm going to say, 15 years, mm -hmm. I celebrated Christmas this year. Holy crap. Yes. How was it? Uh, it was good. I went to my friend's house and uh -huh. we watched uh, all three extended editions of Lord of the Rings. Holy shit. So you and were there then, for uh, a while. Had, had Hobbit food. Uh, that being like first breakfast, second breakfast. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Elevenses. That's, that's what I was trying to think of. Lunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then somebody threw an apple at my head. And how'd that go? The apple part was fine. It caught it in my teeth like a fucking badass. Dude. Yeah. Sweet. It was good. That's nice. Yeah. And that, that's why my nickname is Podcast Horse. I feel like your nickname should be Reverse Podcast William Tell. Or like William Burrow Nose. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he shot his wife in the head. Yeah, I was not going to go Get that it? dark. Yeah, well, no, that's what I'm here for. Okay, thanks. Thanks. So, yes, uh, the the holidays, the tyranny of the holidays are over. Um, the new year has has begun again. Uh, I'm glad for it. I really hate New Year's a lot. Really? And why? I have always found, other than in the confines of a relationship, to have New Year's Eve into New Year's be a rather depressing thing. Because it seems like everybody's yeah. trying to have fun and everybody's like, it's like this... There's this pressure on it. And then people do the, oh, I didn't even stay up for midnight. You shouldn't even have to think about that. You should just just be the next day. It's just the next year. It's fine. It's, you know, it's just it's an arbitrary date. The, if the, you, it, you know, one thing that's really weird about that is uh, before we had pocket watches, um, probably nobody stayed up because, you know, pocket watches came about what in like the 1800s. Uh, there was no TV until the 1940s. I don't know when the first New Year's Eve special was, but I bet you nobody gave a hoot about staying up until midnight because how the hell do you even know? It's a really good point. I'm going to pause it. No, no, that doesn't make any sense. I'm sure they had parties. Yeah. But they probably didn't care about staying up until midnight because I bet you nobody could tell when midnight was. Huh. I mean, well, no, because they, uh, they have clocks in the house. House clocks. Uh, Some people would. Yeah, but I mean, I think the people that would party, like, you know, would be like the, the richer. The rich people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but or, we're not the rich people. Like, you and I would not have had a clock in our house back then. We would have been the poor folks. I feel, like, I feel like back then we probably would be middle class. It's just that we don't have middle class in this country anymore. 
You think we would be middle class? Yeah, because you've got like a job, like you write technically for a living. That's I true. I feel like in, in a just... And you have a horseless carriage. Yes. In, in But in a just world or one that was the 1950s, mm-hmm. where men were educated and we have jobs involving words, that should put us firmly in the middle class. Just the mer- middle class shrunk into nothing. By gum, you've got it. Yeah. And don't even mention our beautiful skin tone. <laughs> we would have thrived in the 1950s. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you though. New Year's Eve is kind of a depressing time. I usually, I used to, I went through a period of time where like that, that, uh, that dead week between Christmas, the holiday taint. Yes. The, yeah. uh, uh, which we now call couchmas. Oh, good. Uh-huh. By the way, which is the holiday, the period of time that you just need to sit on the couch. Nothing really important is happening yeah. in the world. Um, it used to really, really bring about like this deep sense of dread and, and, displeasure in me like oh god what am i doing with my life etc 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 uh that luckily doesn't happen to me anymore but the celebration of new year's eve itself has always just been so dull yeah i don't like it the only time i've ever enjoyed it was if i'm in a relationship and my girlfriend uh at the time actually i think most of the girls i've ever dated on new year's were very excitable about it and really liked the whole kissing and that thing Mm -hmm. and that was fun it's like oh good i i'm I'm making someone happy. Like, I'm fine with that. I can, it's the same as any time I go to a party. It's like, I'm really just doing this so somebody else will feel better. Like, I'm not, I don't like joy. <laughs> Happiness is depressing. Well, but I if would I can like somebody to else say, happy, though, yeah. thank you for coming to my birthday party. Oh, yeah, that was depressing as shit. <laughs> oh, so bad. God, I just had to sit there and like other people. You know, that room has been turned into an axe throwing thing. Oh, now. really? Yes. Oh, that's yes. fun. I want to yes. do axe throwing. Well, we should do axe throwing and then we could uh, report on it. What do you, okay, let's just make a bet now. Okay, okay. We go axe throwing, who wins? Oh, you're going to win. Really? Well, here's why I think this. Uh, I mean, first of all, I do have the killer instinct of a Viking, you know, being descended from them. But um, you have all this uh, hand-eye coordination and aim stuff from all of your evil scientist frisbee shit. That's a good point. So I think you will win. Hmm. I'm not going to say I would have put my money on you, but like I was leaning your way and I don't know why. Like, I feel like you're someone that learned how to throw knives when they were about 11. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not allowed to discuss that period of my life. We, yeah. we signed that, you signed that non-disclosure. Or, or, the, or the multiple dogs that went to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? We'll find out. We'll have to find out. And, yeah. uh, and we'll report back to the, to the audience at large. Actually, audience at large at Wizbiz podcast. Uh, on Twitter, uh, please give us a give us a, an at saying yeah. which one you think is going to win in mm-hmm. our epic axe throwing competition. Eric yeah. or Alex? Maybe we can even uh, make a poll when we if if we remember to do it when we put this episode out. Maybe we yeah. can make a Twitter poll. Wait, I'm going to make a note. I'm going to say axe right here. I'm going to spell it with an e. Okay, and then we will have and to make sure not at the front. We have to do the axe throwing before. The, people get on the poll because we don't want to be psychologically influenced by the results of the poll. Hmm. So, That's a good point. so we'll, 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 we'll arrange this. It'll work. Okay. It'll work. It'll work. All right. We're on it. Yes. So speaking of throwing axes, let's talk about knives. Yes. Uh, it is how it's spelled. Well done. <laughs> Rainy day daydream. Uh, first episode, we're going to discuss small little backstory on this one for me. I, I just want to say, <laughs> <laughs> Jake laughs and snorts throughout the first scene of the episode. Oh, that's right. Constantly. I didn't I didn't know what was happening there and I was moderately uh <laughs> the look on your face was, was I just, worth I, worth the snorts. I didn't get it. I didn't really know what was happening. It was weird. <laughs> You're gonna go in and edit those out later and then half the half the podcast episode isn't gonna make sense. But that's cool. Oh, I'm not gonna edit that out. Okay, good. That's that's a fun that's a fun thing that just happened. <laughs> I found that amusing. Now if later in the episode you just snort for no reason <laughs> I probably will edit that out. Or if you do it enough, I will edit just okay, the fine. beginning I'm out. fine. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And then you'll just look like a fool. So this episode is, was previous to today when I rewatched it. It was on my list of one of the dumbest Adventure Time episodes. Really? Did not like this one. Oh my God. I'm going to yell at you about well, this. No, because I watched it today and found it fucking delightful. I love this episode. I don't know. I don't know what didn't hit for me. Mm-hmm. The first time, I think maybe the whole power of imagination nonsense is just like, 
I think maybe I just went like, I don't know, I just wrote it off, but I actually paid attention this time and it's, there's some really good jokes in it. It's, mm-hmm. it's crisply written. I, yeah, I'm, I am a fan of this episode. I am too. And I, I, my reasons are a little different than yours. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I really love about this episode, uh, sort of ties into, um, my fascination with Renaissance occultism, you know, uh, This episode talks about sort of like the power of imagination and blurs the line of reality between imagination and like the physical world. Yeah. And um, and that's something that uh, that is sort of like part of the occult world. Like that's part of occultism. You know, occultism blurs those lines. And I kind of really loved that um, in this episode. You couldn't tell uh, if there was a line. You couldn't tell if Jake just had like really powerful psychic abilities all of a sudden or if there was uh, some sort of blurring of uh, imagination and reality that that maybe is like woven into the nature of. ooh. Yeah, Uh, I do have a note about that myself. Yeah, that the whole imagination as being kind of a reference point to intention when it comes Mm -hmm. to magic that like really all that magic is is imagining hard enough that like you can affect reality and i was like oh this is like weirdly one of the more occult uh, yeah yeah episodes even though it's not particularly occult i do have an alternate read of the episode though okay oh no i just disproved it shit (laughs) well because at one point they go to the den to suit up yeah there's a cosmic gauntlet in there in fact there's multiple cosmic yeah (laughs) i love that so, so I was like, oh, well, maybe just the cosmic gauntlet had, it caused the imagination to become real. But the imagination was real before they got within the proximity of magic gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious that they're, that they're, that they're having to have this whole imaginal adventure when they go into the den and there is a cosmic gauntlet. And Jake's like, we better take the cosmic gauntlet. And Finn's like, not that one. There's a much better one over in the corner. And yeah. he turns around and there's a bigger, huger, weirder looking cosmic gauntlet. Um, I love that. I love that. And I love there, there's just so much to love about this. Um, OK, so uh, but let's let's slow down. Let's slow down and go back to the beginning of the episode, because another thing that I really loved about this is BMO all of a sudden is like talking for real. Well, wait, wait, that's on the beginning of the episode because we need to cover the beginning. OK, is they nice. are planning a full trip out into mm-hmm. the out into the world. He's going to do this back backflip off this bridge and do the splits. He's going to slay a bunch of goblins. I have one question for you for that. OK. When you refer to that action as two legs being spread apart, what do you call that? The splits? You say the splits. See, I would say doing a split. Well, well, well. It's interesting because there's a definite article and a plural, and a lot of people refer to it as the splits. Yeah. It's it's interesting to me. Because I mean, would you say doing nerd. the splits? No, I wouldn't say that. I would say doing a split. Oh, well, you know, maybe it's because you're from New Jersey and New Jersey's weird. No, but I mean, especially your exit. But splits is grammatically incorrect because it's not multiple. Yeah, it's totally splits because. But your legs uh, are split. They are. They are. But but you're wearing pants. That's fine. But your legs are still the action of it is is one split. I'm just saying it's called the splits. Just like your pants are called the pants. Um, no, I believe you're wrong. Okay. But anyway, that's the point. <laughs> okay. Now. Okay. I just needed that important point to go because mm-hmm. now I'd like to say, who wants to play video games? <laughs> Conversation parade. <laughs> also, Bemo's first song, I think. Yeah, yeah. Bemo sings a horrible song. And then when Conversation Parade sucks, Bemo's like, oh, shut down. Battery low, shut down. Yeah. Uh Bemo's best, greatest character that's ever been existed. Falstaff mm-hmm. can suck a dick. <laughs> um just random false staff yeah, jab <laughs> but I, uh, the, the knife storm is pretty cool too like they're not freaked out that a knife storm exists and in fact at some point finn is like i've always wanted to see a knife storm so you know yeah he's like, it's beautiful <laughs> in a way it was what happens to all those knives um are I they think imaginary no i think they're probably uh on a timer they're like timer knives so, so they like vanish I, like at like noon, they just vanish. Yeah. I think that it's possible that uh, it was just a normal rainstorm, and they and in their imagination it was a knife storm. No, because Finn saw it. Well, and Finn, Finn at that point thought imagination is for baby nerds. No, turbo nerds. Turbo nerds. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, no. Or, here's another read. It's it's an atmospheric phenomenon, and all that is is uh, like a sleet or uh, snow kind of shower. Uh, oh, that ends up shaking. Like a like, hailstorm. Yeah. And because of the like the weird uh, climactic conditions, like the, the uh, particulates around the sleet mm-hmm. made it look like a knife instead of just being... I I am absolutely in favor of that interpretation. Yeah. Let's let's go with that. Or it's it's a weird kid show and it's just knives are grating. No, no, I like the atmospheric conditions. That makes sense. I do like the kind of world wherein this is real, and then there's another episode out there somewhere in, in the multiverse where Finn and Jake left a little early and then are just found dead in a field, pierced <laughs> by a million knives. <laughs> like that one dude from the Mahabharata that gets all the arrows at him. He's like still he's like yeah. alive but above the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Bima? It's Bima or Bishma. I get them confused. Oh, That's yeah, why I didn't I want to say it. Too. Yeah, maybe it's Bishma. Um, I, I don't know. I literally it yeah. would be a coin flip because I think they're both like strong ass guys. One's on one team, one's on the other. Like I don't, I don't yeah, well, isn't one the teacher? Because it's the teacher who gets all the arrows. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah. And he's on he's on uh, Team Cordova or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. I think that is Bish. Oh shit! You know we probably shouldn't commit to anything there. Um, so, uh, so there are a few things in this, in this episode, uh, that are strange with the rules of the imagination. Like at first it seems like everything's kind of invisible and Finn can hear the imaginary characters, but he can't see them. Like he can hear the riddle master. He can hear the bazooka goblin. Okay. You know? Um, yeah, I got no good reason for that. And then what about Jake in imagining an invisible monster like what craziness is that why not i mean you don't imagine an invisible yeah monster, I, I mean i guess yeah yeah the invisible monster i mean there's a whole song about invisible touches what did you think that was about monsters it, uh, it is about monsters yeah um okay but uh i suppose uh yeah <laughs> so the uh, the riddle well, test is a is a fun joke though it is of jake not being you know verbally intelligent enough to mm-hmm. come up with a riddle of his yeah. own. <laughs> so do you know the answer to the riddle? What is simple and also a riddle? I mean, the answer would be uh, 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 man, because it is on four <laughs> legs in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the riddle itself is simple. That's what I was thinking, but I, yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to connect to that. They imagine a, imagination turning off machine yeah which is a fun bit of weird uh circling in on itself style of logic that Mm -hmm. somehow the machine that's part of the imagination can be turned off there by turning off the imagination even though it's part of the imagination in the first place yeah so the second the imagination would turn off that machine would cease to exist and therefore it's wouldn't but it forces it forces finn to use his imagination yeah but i'm saying if Jake is imagining a switch that turns off his imagination. Mm-hmm. The second that switch is thrown and his imagination is turned off, that switch can no longer have the power to turn his, his imagination off. I know it's a one-way switch. So he should still have his imagination after it's thrown. No, his imagination is is gone. No, but it's gone from the machine. Now the machine's gone. I turned off the imagination. Like if you turn on a rain machine that's uh-huh. that's not been waterproofed. Yeah. Is what I'm saying here. So you can't you can't stay on it'll it so this imagination it's more machine, like turning off a rain machine though you're not turning on anything you're turning off something it's like let's say you have yeah but the switch is no longer okay there. how about this yeah you have a room with electricity yeah and there is a switch to turn off the electricity that's held together by an electromagnet that powers the room okay you flip that switch yeah the electricity turns off and the switch falls apart. But the root, the electricity in the room is gone. So the imagination is powering that 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 the existence of that machine. So you're saying, yo, but then the machine has a permanent effect on Jake, even though it does. E- but every other part of the imagination stuff was temporary, was finite. Was it? Yeah, because you watch everything else. The floor is no longer lava. All of the uh, the the goblins. Well, that's because all of that is imagination. Yeah, but so was the machine. Right. That's so once, yeah. So once the machine's gone, his imagination should be back, because everything else that the that the imagination created was ephemeral and went away. Oh, I mean, I see what you're saying. You're saying but uh, yeah, you're, I don't agree. I, I don't just, agree. I, yeah, I'm, I'm positing that he can't have a, a permanence 
through an impermanent act. Well, I don't think that there was permanence there. I think that um, the imagination machine being turned off was part of the imagination game that was yes. intended to force Finn to use his own imagination. Yeah, I think it was it, a learning experience for Finn. Yes, and also I believe in 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 a much more boring and alternate universe, they could have been distracted by something. And then mm-hmm. it's just imagination comes back. Like, yeah, that yeah. just yeah, it's it's the way that it because would he's work. basically yeah. imagining that his imagination isn't there. Yeah, yeah, right. So basically, like Finn probably could have literally slapped him out of it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, hey, why'd you hit me, man? But I did like, uh, hey, Jake, what happened to your bombastic personality? <laughs> and I do like also that uh, imaginationless Jake speaks like weird. He's like, doth thou not remember? <laughs> <It's> just. <laughs> I love how he pulls out the violin and he only has to play, he can only play one yeah, note. Yeah, he's like, one note is sufficient or whatever. One note yeah. is sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Finn's imagination is fun of, like, he's got a, he's got a weird, uh, like, British butler. Uh, oh, yeah. And there's lots of butts. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, penguins. Yes. Which is interesting. Yeah. But maybe not interesting at this point in the show. Well, I mean, he, yeah, that's true. Because... Well, he knows that Ice King has penguins. He does, but nobody knows about Gunther. About Gunther, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Including Uh, you, dear listener. I mean, unless you've already watched Adventure Time, but hopefully even you don't know about Gunther, but you're watching out for Gunther. Um, Yeah, I hope you're watching along with us, but also have watched the entire show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm okay with either. Yeah, I, what what I like, and I know there's at least two people out there because I've, I've, I've communicated with them, uh-huh. that listen to the show, but have never seen Adventure Time and are not currently watching it along with the show. So they're just listening to the show to listen to us talk to about? To listen to us talk about Adventure Time. Well, that's, uh, congratulations, well, strange I, listeners. I would think <laughs> uh, that because we do talk about Adventure Time a lot, but we also talk about Lots of other crap. And even when talking about Adventure Time, it's generally not really about Adventure Time. Uh-huh. I could see how that would be amusing. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I've complained about with a lot of season one, or I haven't, I don't know if I, it's been a complaint, but one of the oh, things that, I've, fast. That, I've, that I've observed in a lot of the episodes in season one is there are uh, kind of like less, you know, like a kid's show, there are sort of like lessons learned by the mm-hmm. end of the show, by the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times they're kind of bullshit or they're kind of like nonsense lessons or something like that. But in this one, the lesson that Finn learns is that imagination is very important, which I think is a really, really good lesson. And it's one of the things that makes me really enjoy this episode. You're right. This is one of the few lessons that is actually real, not like the other ones where it's like the lesson is being a jerk is OK. Or like yeah. the lesson is you can trick people like or yeah. whatever yeah the all lesson the other... is always punch old ladies exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah no no it is it is it is almost a uh yeah uh, uh, they could have like a the more you know uh rainbow star at the mm-hmm. end of it yeah. yeah yeah so i i really really anyhow i i, I would get to give this episode a, a high rating do we have a rating system for no okay no I don't. That's, that's I, good. I, yeah, I don't feel comfortable rating episodes. Me neither. Me neither. I I, I like how uh, we will vote for the best background character, though. That's kind of make me. Yeah, yeah. That, but that doesn't. That, yeah, that's not really rating. That's just more like right. uh, pointing it's, out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the trivia in this episode. I don't really have a whole lot of trivia to share. Um, I did read on the uh, Adventure Time fan wiki that this was uh, Pendleton Ward's favorite episode of season one. Okay, I can definitely see that. And it had a little citation. And I was like, oh, I want to go see what Pendleton Ward had to say about this. And I clicked through and it went to some website that there was nothing there. So I don't know if Pendleton Ward actually said it or if the website that I that it went that I went to, I had to like be a member or some weird shit. But uh, supposedly this is Pendleton Ward. He's favorite. a bit of a cheese ball. So I could see him being really into the whole imagination is important kind of. Well, imagination yeah, yeah. is definitely important to the creators of Adventure Time because they imagine all this stuff up. Yeah. They're like, hey, imagine if we stole everything from Dungeons and Dragons and essentially just wrote some <laughs> kids jokes on top. Yeah, which is great. I mean, this then... show is creatively bankrupt and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to start being the heel on the show. And the other... The other piece of trivia is uh, so actually both of the episodes that we're that we're covering don't have a lot of guest characters or guest uh, voice actors. The uh, there's a regular voice actor, uh, Olivia. Wow, I cannot read my handwriting. I wrote Olivia Olson. Is that right? That's who plays Marceline. Yeah, yeah, Marceline. Yeah. Marceline did the voice for the troll wife and the lady dog, who are both invisible, and for the fairy in jake's oh, or in okay. finn's imagination that was visible so yeah. 
So Marceline's voice was in this episode just doing yeah. a couple of minor characters. And I think Tom Kenny did the voice of the uh, the riddle. Yeah, yeah, I think the, so. On the, on I, the bridge. Yeah. But uh, there's a there's a few voice actors who show up over and over and over do over again doing lots of yeah. background characters and side characters. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention them unless they're special guests. Yeah, something. I don't want to bring up Tom Kenny's because uh, he's uh, Ice King's not in this episode. So they oh they, shit, they right. had okay, to, that's a good point. Yeah, like they had to get him in. I mean, he probably just recorded it when he was in studio doing something else. But it's just it's always fun where it's like oh wow, that's you know that's you you got a paycheck for that. King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I mean, I guess even at this point, Bimo isn't a major character yet, so we could bring up, you know, uh, Lady Rainicorn's voice actor. His yes, name I can't remember. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I never knew, nor will I ever. What? I refuse but, to remember it. Oh, it's a short name. Oh, is it? Oh, then maybe I will remember. <laughs> uh, Eric, let's let's do a segment. Okay. Hey, Alex. Uh, hi. Uh, do you have have you found any shiny rocks lately? I have. Okay, I'm ready to write down some words. All right, so. A bit of a cheat this time. Ooh. In that. Oh, the first one is somewhat bullshit, but I really liked it. Okay. And it is on the internet a bunch to the point that it might, you know, it's like maybe it's crossed that weird boundary between bullshit and now real. Oh, you mean imagination? Yes. The imaginarium line. Okay. Uh, the, the, yeah, the God Terminus imaginarium. The the, the Latin thing, uh, et cetera, is ETC, as we all know. Well, I was reading about ETM. What's that? ETM is et merda, which is and, and shit. shit. <laughs> yes, um, which I found really fun, and I and I looked it up, and it doesn't seem like it's legitimate. Well, merda... but there's enough references oh. to it that it's you know like gaining a life of its own enough that like maybe I'm not saying ETM is going to be uh, usable in a scholastic paper, but I think it's enough that like maybe it's can you can you can get away with using it because it, it is searchable. Like, if you search for G- ETM, it is the Seriously, first Seriously, I have yeah. not come across that before. I mean, that's not Latin, because that's not Latin for shit, I don't think. Um, No, but probably later Latin. I bet you it's got close enough to Merida. Maybe. Because it turns in, it turns into a word that sounds like that in a lot of Romance languages. That's true. So one that's would assume, I don't know the word for, I thought it was like caco or something caco like that. Caco is Greek for evil. But there is, um, well, shit. Now I'm going to look like an idiot. I don't remember the Latin word for shit, but. I thought it was. Um, but you're right. There is something that starts with a C. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Who cares? Anyway, that's it. And then uh, I don't know if I've said this on the show before. Okay. Because I was trying to think of like all the words that I really love that I've never brought up. Uh-huh. Like just off the top of my head, like my lover words. And this one occurred to me that this is my favorite um Latin derivation ever mm-hmm. because it is a incredibly common word. We all know it and very few people know the where it comes from. You might be one of the very few people. Okay. So I shall posit to okay, you Okay, okay. Hold. I'm ready. Do you know why it is called minutes and seconds? Hmm. No. So minute comes from prima par minutia, meaning the first diminishing of, you know, of the hour is, is the important. Oh. So, okay. Now. Second is from. The second diminishment. The second diminishment of the hour is diminishing. Oh. Diminishing the minute by another 60. All right. Okay. Uh, I like it. That actually that makes sense. I really like it. It's. I mean, it's real too. It's not, That's not like bullshit, you know, online Latin. That's like, you know, scholar Latin. Yeah. Which yeah. means, uh, listeners, that you don't have to look this up. Just trust us. I mean, feel free to look it up, but that one, the Ed Merida, it's, I mean, I'm 70, 30, it's bullshit, but like, this one's like real. Yeah. Actually, I have one more that I'm going to bring up just because I don't remember what this is and I'm curious now. Okay. Okay. Right. One more shiny rock. Oh, yeah. This is fun. Do you know what Hapax Legomenon is? I do. Oh, uh, good. Hapax Legomenon. Leg- yeah, yeah. I'm Leg- sure I didn't pronounce that right. Yeah. That is a uh, a word that only occurs once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. It's such a strange phenomena. And it uh, we we've, there's like two or three of them in the Bible, I think. Yeah. Um, we have some of them in like in, in all of the classical languages. Like there are words that only occur once and we don't know what they mean. That is, uh, that's what I ran into it because I was reading, um, uh, I was, actually I was watching a thing on the um, 
Voynich manuscript. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, they they referenced like how blah, 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 when one of the ciphers are using. And they're like, well, the problem is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know, we don't know which is like a hapax log. And I'm like, you what what now who what what are those what are those things it was like i i just quit to the gr- research i love that deal. word yes yeah, i yeah, love yeah. that term i love that term i that's that's one of my favorite um uh linguistic phenomenon actually yeah, it's yeah. just uh words that only occur once big fan i also like that i just had a link to it in my notes and it was like <laughs> i i think it was one of those things where i meant to look it up before i got to the show and i definitely didn't <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's do another segment before we uh, continue. Um, yes, I have at least two. I have I have some show and tell items. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like? Uh, what would you? Which would you like first? Knowledge or pain? Um, boy, it's like that thing. Like I, this one time, I met these two brothers. Uh huh. Uh-huh. They were both guarding a door. Yeah. Now yeah. get this. One of them only told lies. Uh huh. The other was attracted to furries. Oh, shit. And you had to figure out which was which just by asking them. No, no. We just talking about. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's start with knowledge. Okay. All right. Uh, so um, I'm going to share this knowledge uh, because I, I went and saw a, uh, an on- I met an online friend for the first time. Ooh. I mean, not the first time that I've ever met an online friend, but I met no, an sounds online like it. It sounds friend. Sounds like you're just like a capital in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, her name is Ariana Serpentine, and she just uh, had a book published called "Sacred Gender" uh, about uh, trans and non-binary spirituality and um, sort of like uh, paganism and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just went and saw her speak on it and do a reading at um, the Raven's Wing, which is a Magic shop, a witch shop down yes. in the southeast. Portland. It is a good one. The book looks really, really good. I haven't had a chance to read it. I literally just got it on Saturday. I've only done a little bit of flipping through it. The bits that I have read and the bits that I heard her read at the shop were amazing. Um, and uh, and Ariana came across as uh, incredibly intelligent and erudite. And so I just want to recommend the book, Sacred Gender. If you are out there and pagan or flirting with paganism i would encourage you to get it it has a lot of uh interesting uh like mystical or magical related uh like practices around gender and spirituality and it's good even if you're for for trans and non-trans people for by wait do we call them binary cis you know non-binary people and the opposite of non-binary people Cis, yeah. yes. Cisgender. Yeah. Yes, cisgender people. So uh, anyhow, it's really good. Uh, one of the reasons I really want to suggest this is uh, I, I went to uh, Ariana's um, Twitter and I sort of lurked on her Twitter a little bit. And um, she had a bunch of Adventure Time tweets a oh, while fun. back. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, you know, I think that we can uh, recommend her book in this episode and then i can be like hey ariana we talked about your book on this episode of this podcast that you may not have heard about and maybe we'll get a new listener so ariana i hope you're listening uh thank you for writing the book i'm really looking forward to reading it i've just only had it a few days though so i haven't had a chance yet um and i was super impressed by your reading at raven's Week. no that's super cool uh i think the gender discussion in Kind of paganism and occult study is it needs it needs a needs a brushing off needs a needs a yeah. bit of a spit shine and that's that's a cool way to approach it. Here's here's a fun thing that I love about the non-binary uh, trans community. Um, a lot of words are changing, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm down for it. My favorite one is non-binary, mm-hmm. uh, uh, notated as NB, much like uh-huh. uh, nota bene. But they refer to themselves as NBs, yes, like E N B Y, and I think I like that, that is th- fucking delightful. Me too. I really, really like that. Yeah, yeah I've I've noticed the uh, the nota bene thing too, um, which I think is is oh, I guess we should probably tell the listeners nota bene is one of those stupid Latin abbreviations that sometimes you see that means uh, note well or yes. pay close attention to this, and I think that it's uh, it's sort of weirdly apropos to the whole gender issue and the the existence of nbs like it is something that should be noted well and paid attention to yes um anyhow this is the second author that i've come across uh that i've you know that i've met and talked to about this sort of stuff uh the first being uh, misha magdalene who also has a really good book about uh trans stuff and uh, paganism yes. so 
And let us not forget our uh, forget our friend Charlie, who has, if you consider tarot a book, oh yes, a book of tarot that uh, uh, is inclusive. Yes, and they have also they also I believe have a book coming out about oh, nice. uh, yeah. non-binary or gender inclusive tarot. Yeah. So that's something to pay attention to. I mean, there's a lot of this stuff happening. And um, now, do you remember our friend Charlie's last name? Charlie Burgess. That's it. Yes. I, I, I was going to say that, and I didn't want to be, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to yes. commit to it. Yes. Yeah. So that's three excellent uh, yes. creators who are all doing uh, really good work that you should check out if you are listening. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, uh, now it's time for pain. Now that uh, you've had, now that you've had knowledge. Well, do we want to do the next episode first or do we want to do pain first? I, I don't care which I think we, we should do pain first. Okay. Let's do pain first. Okay. 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 This is, how do you feel about spicy food? Uh, I'm, I'm indifferent towards it. Okay. 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 Uh, so this is a, a Christmas treat for uh, Christmas. I got some, um, blue diamond almond extremes flavored with California, Carolina reapers. Okay. Which are the, the hottest, uh, pepper on the planet. I thought those were those Indian ones. The Butchalokia. Is uh, that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Butchalokia is the hottest. Carolina Reaper is a derivative of that. Oh, so that's like the one. Oh, that marginally is. Yeah, no, no, got it. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I love spicy food and I've yeah. had these for like three weeks now. And I have, and if I eat too many in one sitting, it, it's, it hurts. So just have one. Okay. So this is this is like our uh, pack out chip one chip challenge kind of thing. Yeah, I mean one will be fine. You know, uh, you'll you, you might be like, "Holy shit, this is hot, Eric! What did you do to me?" Or you yeah. might be like, "Oh, this is great! Sorry. I love the spice." I do. Level. I do have to in, in inspect the uh, ingredients. Oh, is there are there things that you must? Uh, you would be surprised how often uh, they just throw wheat into random shit. Just oh, for the hell I of forgot it. about the wheat thing. Oh, no, I'm I'm not that strict about it. In that, like, if it's like last on the list. Uh-huh. Or it says like might include weed. I I don't care. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like almonds, Carolina Reaper uh, seasoning, wheat. wheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, um, Carolina Reaper. All right, I'm gonna eat one. Okay. All right. So it smells. It actually smells like the wasabi and soy sauce. Um, yeah, yeah, almonds. yeah. That's what encouraged me to go look for these, which I'm a big fan of, but I can't have anymore because soy sauce has uh, okay. wheat in it. Are you ready? I don't know. Uh, One, two. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I want to. I want to gird my uh, my my tongue loins. Okay. H- how terrible is this going to be? One one will be fine. It'll one be a little, be it'll be a little spicy. Okay. You and might just, just, you might have to take a minute. Just throw it and start chewing. Yeah. Throw okay. it and start chewing. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Ah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Those are spicy. So so far, got some spice going. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to. It is. On the level of waiting for it to like really kick in, but I feel like I'm kind of plateauing here. Yeah. Good. Like good. a solid hot pad thai. Yeah, yeah. I think like, that's a pretty good level for it. It has it has quite a kick. This is this is spicier than I care to eat. Yeah. And it's just one almond. That was one yeah. almond only. But it's not it's not um debilitating. No, no. I have uh given myself the uh, spicy food hiccups. Uh, by having yeah. four at once, four at once has yeah made me think to myself maybe I shouldn't eat four at once. I could definitely see that being a problem. Yeah, um, yeah, there. That's a little spicier than I care for, but certainly mm-hmm. uh, handleable. I don't know. I kind of like them. Yeah, me too. They, but you know, spicy foods can kind of have that sort of like um, yeah. endorphin addictiveness to them. So yeah. So that, but also they're almonds and almonds are delicious. Everybody loves almonds, right? Uh, I mean, unless you like water in California, then you're probably not a fan of almonds. I feel like California right now hates water. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But they're, they're going to go back to complaining about it soon enough when they're like, oh, we can't drink. Yeah. But I mean, think of how well the almonds are doing. Mm. Almonds are probably like, oh, we're going to make so much milk. Yeah. Some, some, some absolutely horrible uh, company (laughs) that, that has like. (laughs) slave uh slave ownings in various countries or yeah nestle yeah <laughs> nestle probably owns the weather satellite that caused all the california storms this is true yeah speaking of a segue yes what have you done <sighs> dude it was against my alignment exactly <laughs> Oh, man, this episode opens with penguins that have ice axes, which I just love. Like penguins, the the border guard of the ice kingdom are penguins carrying axes made out of ice. It is 
fucking adorable. I love it. it. Now, let me ruin penguins for you. Here's two penguin facts. If you ever look into a penguin's mouth, it is like hell itself. Okay, I believe you. It look, it's got these weird, like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, gross, yeah, weird uh, tooth things. Toothy, and, yeah. Ugh, ugh. But also, uh, they explosively shit. What to the what? point that they can uh, projectile diarrhea on other people. So they have two superpowers. Yes. Okay. Well, what's interesting about their their explosive shit is it. I mean, it, it's literally like uh, dropping a water balloon. Like you see the circle <laughs> explode out. But that's how they that's how they can count them from satellites, which made me think of it. Are you kidding? Is they can they can count the like the the shit impact circles. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe amazing. it doesn't make you hate them. It's just it's that, just that makes me love and, them. It, more. it makes you feel less wanting to hug them or kiss them on the forehead. I have never had that feeling. Really. Really? Up and up until I found out that they were basically like shit weasels, I would have loved to have like hugged a penguin and like kissed it on its forehead. Oh my god, I have never had that feeling. I guess. Uh, have you ever been around chickens? Uh, not. Yeah, sure. I mean, not. Like, not have, like you ever, a, have you ever picked one up? Have you ever held a chicken? No, I don't think I've ever held one. Birds are weird aliens. Yeah. They feel so strange. They are. They are from another era. They don't. To me, birds are uncomfortably different. Oh, all right. So I guess I've never had the urge to hug a penguin. I've always looked at them and I've been like, how can you survive in that cold? How greasy are those feathers? Like, what is it that allows you to do that? I bet you are a strange, weird feeling creature. I Yeah, penguins have always seemed kind of odd to me, like I don't know. They got like an otter thing to them, to me. They were but I don't want to hug an otter. Really? Otters? No. God, no. They're oh. friggin' evil. No, but they lay on their back and they hold hands like little cuties. And then apparently they like rape other animals too. But yeah. <laughs> right, Isn't that the thing with the otters? Aren't they like like sadistic fucks or something? Have you ever been around? You, you need to go to the zoo. You need to go to the zoo. Why? So that you can see these animals up close and you can realize. I've seen, I've seen penguins up close. They're cute. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I've seen otters up close. <laughs> and you want to hug an otter? Yeah, well, maybe one of us doesn't have their heart closed. Yet. My heart is bastard. so open. Uh, apparently not. I will totally hug a cat. Oh, that's that's like cheating. That's so easy. Yeah, but like cats, you know, we've domesticated them. Uh, you ever heard the theory that they domesticated us? Yes. I love that. I love that, too. Yeah. All right, so let's stop talking about you being a heartless bastard that likes stomping on penguins. It's been back. here, Finn. Uh, so, <laughs> my heart. I love an angry German, uh, uh, I almost called her Princess Peach, uh, Princess Bubblegum. Boy, do I love, I just, the fact that she's inexplicably German, just, oh, my heart oh, swells with joy. Oh, yeah. A penguin amount ja, of joy. Ja, du bist so glücklich. Yes. Um, she says something in German later in the episode. Yes. Ich bin so glücklich. Ich könnte. Ich könnte. And then she faints. It means, I am so happy. I could. Oh, it was glücklich. Yeah. Okay. Glücklich. I misheard it. I thought it was wirklich, which is, I'm so really. And I'm like. Oh, no, no. I she's don't. Saying I don't, that she's happy. No, no. That totally. No, no. Because I, I don't know much German, but I know those words. But I heard it as wirklich. And I'm like. I'm so really? That doesn't yeah, even make the, like what the fuck is that? Yeah, but on the on the TV it says uh it speaks in German. So I'm like, yeah. well, that doesn't help that me doesn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So this episode is a uh plot moving episode. In a way. Sort of. Because I mean let's Well, because it deals with the Ice King and his crown. Yeah, but they take his crown off for like a long time. And he seems okay for a long time. Yeah. However, we do see some changes go over him, right? So with the Ice King without his crown, mm-hmm. he very soon uh, becomes shaggy. Like they, they made his beard look shaggier and weirder. He does seem to gain a little bit of uh, sanity or intelligence back. Like he um, does manage to regain enough of his wits that he can outsmart Finn and Jake, which, you know, is not hard, but the Ice King usually can't do that. No, but without his crown, he was too stupid to realize that he couldn't be held in by a cage with, by two, with two bars. It takes a while for the effects of the crown okay, to wear off. Fair enough, fair enough. He's mad, but a little bit of his wits it is, a, it is a fair point. He's able to argue ethics a little bit. He okay. is able to sort of defend himself and put his own case forward, even though he is lying. But, but, um, but I think that there is sort of some hints that the Ice King and his crown, you know, because 
One of the things we learn later on is that what makes a wi- there are three things that make a wizard in Adventure Time. There's um, madness, sadness, and magic. So every wizard is kind of crazy. Every wizard is depressed, and every wizard uh, is somehow gifted or imbued with magic. Whether it's uh, technological, as Princess Bubblegum uh, theorizes later, or part of the you know nature of ooh reality. Like, those are the three things that make a wizard. And here we see that when Ice King's source of magic is taken away, uh, he does go undergo some changes. So I think that's kind of why this is a plot-moving episode. Okay. Well, let me just ask a question about that. Okay. He says, uh, it's like you, you, this stolen crown. Mm-hmm. And he says, I didn't steal the crown. I stole the magic uh, that allowed me to steal the crown. Yeah, which we learn later on isn't really true right i thought that i thought the crown was where his magic came from he did because yeah. in the early simon stuff he doesn't have magic quite yet like when he's still got when he's got the crown where he's like slowly turning ice king he has magic then he, he has magic he has magic i think the first time he puts it on um and okay. he does steal the crown because isn't the crown trapped under the mushroom bomb yes so he does take the crown then. Well, that's more like a finder's keepers thing. Like I'm, not, I'm like that's that's fine with him not saying <laughs> right stuff. because it's it's held by a skeleton. I think, yeah, but I mean yeah. the fact that like he said he had his magic first, kind of. Uh, uh, yeah, which is which is not true. Bit. Yeah, yeah, I kind of think that there might be a little bit of the crown speaking in there because we do eventually later on, much later on, learn about the crown's um, origins. Yes. So I think when we when we get to that that episode, which is I think far far late in in the in the yeah, story yeah many 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 seasons from now uh we might want to compare what we see in that episode with what uh the ice king says in this absolutely and i guarantee you we won't remember to do that oh we won't yeah yeah, yeah and so you know listen dear listener if you uh are you know taking a look at this and and want to uh remind us please do uh, yeah, four years from now, five, five, six years from now, uh, when when we're getting to that episode, if you're just are starting the show uh, fresh and you hear this, yeah, can you please remind us? Uh, it's going to be faster than that. Three, say three years. Oh, if it's like season seven, it's like a, a year a season. Yeah, but we're going through things at double time. Oh, but we are going. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so I think that's kind of uh, fascinating. Another thing, one of the frustrating things about this episode is uh, that so much of the trouble could have been um, prevented if Finn and Jake had trusted uh, Princess Bubblegum or if Princess Bubblegum had actually given them the the information they needed to succeed. Princess Bubblegum is a shitty manager. Yeah, there's also a lot going on here where they go back to the kingdom and it's all fucked up. And and she's like uh, angry. He's like, oh, I didn't know. I no, he actually didn't do anything. But I'm gonna make him suffer. Which is like, right. you know, they're like dumbass hero types. Just explain it. Yeah, I, I think that's important because I think that they've already. She's already gone through this before. Like she's already had the experience of trying to explain, trying to get them to do things, giving them half the information and having them screw up. Right. Like this is the first time it's happened. Yeah. Um. It's much. It reminded me of the Star Wars. Episode eight, which is called The Last Jedi. Yeah, The Last Jedi. Episode eight. Is that the one with the the last Jedi? The one with uh, Lord Dern in it. And she does the Holdo maneuver. Oh, boy. There's ice foxes at the end. There's ice foxes. Luke is on the the island. It's the one where you meet Luke and he's all like, oh, shit, shit, shit. So that's the last one. No, the second, the last one. Oh, where there's the showdown with Ghost Luke. Yes. Okay. Okay. So God, that was a bad one. But in I, I enjoyed it. But but anyway. But in that episode, this took too long, and I forgot where I was going with this. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, not enough information. Oh yeah. So in the, the, the there's a there's a crux point in that where mm-hmm. Laura Dern, uh, aka uh, Mon Mothma. No, uh, Captain Holdo or Admiral Holdo or whatever it is. Wait, Laura Dern doesn't Laura Dern play Mon Mothma? No, she does not. She plays the purple haired lady that that blows up another ship by going into warp speed. But the point and that is, wasn't Mon Mothma? No. Her name was uh, uh, Colonel Haldo or Admiral So wait, Haldo. was Mon Mothma even in that? No. God damn, I've been so confused by those. So, but anyway, the point is, Poe mm-hmm. rebels against her and tries to do a mutiny because she won't explain what's going on. Now I get it. 
she's above him in the chain of command, doesn't owe him yep. an explanation. However, she knows he's a hothead pilot prone to disobeying order. Just take a few seconds, go, oh no, here's the plan. And then that's it. Then yeah. you don't have to, then she doesn't, she probably doesn't die. But like this asshole gets her killed because she doesn't give enough information. Much like Princess Bubblegum here. Just sit down, take 10 seconds. Oh my God. And both of them have purple hair. It is true. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh I, purple-haired I, people should not be in command. Yeah. Let's, oh man, let's, uh, th- that's, let's just general. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> I then round them all up and give them hugs and kisses, like right, penguins. Right, right, like penguins. <laughs> hugs and kisses with a bullet. <laughs> Dude, be calmed by my saliva. Yeah, that's such a gross line. <laughs> The other, oh. the other gross line in this is where uh, it realizes that the disease that is spread through oh my the God. Kingdom oh. is because uh, ice cream was flying overhead and uh, having beard dandruff <laughs> drop down. I I was uh, oh, I was looking around on uh, Twitter for Adventure Time stuff today, and somebody uh, had tweeted like, uh, uh, "Tell me the your ick moment for Adventure Time," and I was kind of like, "Oh man, I mean you can kind of find them in every season, but you know the Jiggler is is pretty ick." Mm. Uh, but I think maybe the most ick is that the Ice King's beard dandruff causes a plague. Yeah. Which is, which is so gross. And that's got to hit you so close gross. to home. Yeah. My beard dandruff, uh, heals lepers. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's magic. Interesting. You it can turn water into wine, but that might be because there's a lot of dried wine. Yeah. In it's just, yeah, yeah. It's more just condensate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's good, there's a good gag in here where, Ice King goes, I'll show you the real villains. And he tries to unveil a mirror and it keeps breaking to yeah. smaller and smaller pieces. <laughs> Great gag. And he goes, the jerks are you. And Finn goes, the jerks is us. I, lo- I love a bit of bad grammar for a joke. Yeah, yeah I like that a lot too. And the, the runner of uh, them being bosoms instead of being bosom chums or bosom yeah. friends is really fun. <laughs> um, so this episode uh, has uh, two uh, Dungeons and Dragons references. Yeah, the alignment. Really, really good yeah. ones. Yeah, the first one is uh, Finn a number of times. Uh, well, one of the quotes is, I can't be beat up the Ice King for nothing. That's against my alignment. He mentions it being against his alignment yeah. a couple of times. The other is um, when the Ice King is set free, he walks over and he says, cast detect secret doors. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Uh, which is a really old school, like first edition or first edition AD&D um, spell. Yeah. Detect secret doors. Now, is the Oculus of Rehabilitation from Dungeons & Dragons? No, I don't think so. Because it feels very Dungeons & Dragons-y. It it does. I think it's probably a reference to the Panopticon. Okay. But it's not, um, you know, the Panopticon wasn't actually a giant diabol. Yeah, I I know that from a Joanna Newsom song. Really? Yep. What do you know about it? Uh, The song's called Panopticon. Oh. The Panopticon is uh god who it was some enlightenment era uh philosopher who came up with this idea for a prison where um all of the cells would be sort of facing inward so you could have like a guard station in the center who's able to see all of the cells around you see the design used a lot i think it's used in the guardians of the galaxy movie i know it's used in uh the avengers one of the avengers cartoons for one of their superhero prisons okay um but uh, it's uh, creepy. Giddy Ice King. Giddy Ice King. Falling on the ground and saying, tee-hee-hee, I'm a banana. Which is... A, is is somewhat adorable. Yeah, and it's a reference to a um, late 90s, early 2000s uh, meme video. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not on the internet, I don't know. That's okay. Nobody needs to know that. Yeah. Um, don't look it up. You'll be yes. okay. Um, yeah, so I, I guess one of the things that's interesting about this is that, uh, so so I, I did make a note, like, Finn and Jake are expected to just blindly follow PB's orders, and they did at the beginning, right? Yeah. So when they went and captured the Ice King, Jake was like, why are we doing this again? And Finn is like, well, uh, Princess Bubblegum explained it. And there's a flashback to where she's just saying, like, go capture the Ice King. I Bring him back here. And there's no explanation of why. Yeah. They do just blindly follow the orders. Oh, good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because Finn is not really independent of his, like, crush on on PB yet. Like, he hasn't really gotten to the point where he's acting on his own. He still just sort of blindly does whatever she tells him until, until, like, the, 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 
the ethical issues are like smacking him right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is super interesting. I, I really like that. Oh yeah. I think another interesting uh, meme reference is uh, princess bubblegum doing a table flip. Oh, that was fun. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. Eric, have you ever told you that if I came across your lifeless body, I'd class you dramatically for like a kajillion years? Uh, I mean, you haven't told me that this year yet. Well, consider it said. Aww. But not like a full kajillion. Like, it just until you start smelling, like, you know, more funny than normal. I would totally uh, use you for necromancy. That, that'd be cool. Yeah. Necroromancy. <laughs> just plain old necromancy. <laughs> be a square. No, uh, I totally, I, I'd bleach your skull and use it to, you know, house a familiar spirit. Cool. You know, I'd... I'd hide your bones in uh, in uh, snowmen that, that children made in the winter so that when the snowman melted, your bones would be revealed. Fuck yeah, I'm in. I would, deal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this constitutes a verbal contract, people okay. out there. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm going to use this episode as, as evidence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have no more notes on this episode. Okay, I do have one more note that was sort of interesting. So when, when Princess Bubblegum... Okay, so first of all, we know that the ice plague has happened before because Princess Bubblegum already has notes about it in her medical book and she already knows the cures. So this isn't the first time yeah. that Ice King has sprinkled his beard dandruff on the candy cane. That's not surprising to me. Yeah. It's not surprising to me either. Which means that she did figure out how to solve it before. So when she goes to visit the Ice King, oh yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, figure out what Lady Rainycorn said. Did you translate it? Yes. Uh, she said something in Korean. Prove me wrong, fucker. Prove me wrong. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Even, I just. I didn't even think to look it up. Uh, I didn't think. To, I, I. I thought about looking it up, but then I forgot. Uh, but so she goes to uh, collect the Ice King's screams of anguish with like a little recording device, you know. So she goes and yeah, talks to him. When um when Finn fools the Ice King into actually howling in anguish, his wails of anguish work to cure the plague. From a whole kingdom away, which is kind of amazing. Like Finn yeah. isn't using the recording device. The Ice King's whale is just enough to let it. Well, happen. his best friend just died. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, I, I mean, too. how the hell are you going to get a real whale of anguish anyhow out of something like the Ice King? So apparently, for was... you, I just like make you touch a penguin. I'm not touching a penguin. Yeah, I know. That's how you start whaling. Yeah, I would. I, I the penguin would whale. I wouldn't be the only one. Ugh. The penguin would you disgust would explosively shit itself. All right, you want me back over? Oh yeah, and then my final note on this episode. My final note is that um, when the Adventure Time uh, words come up at the end of the episode, this is the first time that I remember hearing this happen. But uh, Finn and Jake say Adventure Time when they sort of go. Oh, sort of clang back I don't together. think I noticed that. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't happen at the end. Of, I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah it, it, maybe it happened in some of the early episodes, but it oh. hasn't happened in a while, at least. So um, that's my final note. Uh, and I don't really have any trivia for this episode either. Just sort of that. Just German. Yeah. German. Well, that's fine. Uh, let us, uh, Eric, tell the audience uh, what they should do for us. Uh, wait, first I want to give you your Christmas present. Oh, I have a Christmas present? Yes. Um, oh, I didn't get you anything. Sorry. That's okay. Actually, I have something I can give you. I'll give you to you after the show. Gross. Uh, I, I made this, uh, this is a tincture of hops. So, um, this summer over the summer, uh, a friend of mine, uh, who's also named Charlie, but he's an old man instead of, uh, instead of a tarot person. Yes. Old man, Charlie, uh, grew some hops in his backyard garden and he gave them to me and I made a tincture out of them. So this tincture hops is supposed to be a really good, oh shit, I'm going to say the word wrong. Soporific, soporific, uh, soporific. I believe soporific, yeah, soporific. Please correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, what I should say is, if I were to pronounce that word, I would say soporific. That doesn't mean that's how it's pronounced, but that's what I would went for. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've used the word on this podcast before, and you didn't correct me, but uh, Steph Quick uh, corrected us on Twitter and said that I had said the word wrong. I had spelled it wrong. I have been saying it wrong my entire life. Oh. Yeah, no, I think she was correcting me because I, I spelled it wrong, and then I nearly burnt her life down because she's never spelled a word correctly towards me, <laughs> and that is horseshit that I get called Anyhow, out. Anyhow, <laughs> however that word is said, hops is supposed to be really good for promoting sleep. Uh, this tincture, um, you know, I, I've discovered that just like a, a couple droppers full right before bed. Oh, yeah. 
uh, help put me to sleep. So I made this. It's yours now. Well, thank you, Eric. I very much appreciate that. Happy holidays and uh, happy new year. And um, thank God it is the new year and not New Year's Eve. Happy uh, Feast of Sol and Wictus. Oh, yeah. And and Saturnalia. Eos Saturnalia. Yeah, we missed a lot of really good holidays. Oh, we also missed uh, the Feast of the the Magi, the Epiphany, which is great because it's it's just the the Christian celebration of um, weird uh, astrological wizards from the East. Yeah. Yes. Go get that. Uh, Oh, yeah. So you want me to tell everybody what to do? Yes. Okay. First, if you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend about the WizBiz podcast. If you hated this episode, complain to all of your friends about the WizBiz podcast. Please complain as loudly as possible. Tell them how wrong we are. Tell them how stupid we sound. Tell them how horrific the editing is. Tell them anything you possibly can to get them to go and uh, check it out for themselves. Perfect. That is our most important, uh, what we call in marketing, call to action. I used finger quotes for that. Call to action. You did it. I'm watching. Um, now, uh, if you're listening because uh, somebody just sent you our URL, you can subscribe to uh, with the WizBiz podcast with Alex and Eric. WizBiz with Alex and Eric on any podcast platform. You can uh, find us at WizBizPodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at WizBizPodcast, Instagram at WizBizPodcast. And we encourage you to tweet at us. Tweet at us. Tell us what you li- liked or hated or felt indifferent about uh, in this episode. Yes. And um, we really, really thank you for listening. I'm really excited because we're getting so close to the end of season one. The beginning of season two is so incredible. I'm just so I'm so excited about so excited about beginning season two. We're, we're getting there very quickly. So oh, yeah. Uh, so hang in there listener we'll see you next time we'll speak at you next time clever closing goodbye gunter goodbye gunter <laughs>